0: My name is Juliette and I'm the host for this podcast. I'm studying to be a rabbi and in Judaism what we do is every week we read a portion or a parsha of the Torah and it's always the same order um, week after week as the, as the year goes on. And as a rabbi, as a future rabbi, my, my par- passion is to bring these stories alive these Bible stories. And the way I do this is by telling stories from my life and the lives of others. And I hope that you will accompany me on this ancient and contemporary journey. If you miss one, if you miss a, if you miss an episode, you can always go back and listen again wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I also invite you to explore my website linegditamid.us that's L-N-E- g-d-i-t-a-m-i-d dot us and see what else I have to offer um, while these podcasts are given freely any kind of any kind of support would help and you can go to my website and do that um, mm-hmm. through PayPal or Venmo Would greatly appreciate that support for this work So I look forward to sharing this journey with you. Thanks. Hi again. So uh, this this week I'm calling this episode Laughing at Angels because don't we... In our culture laugh at the idea of angels we just think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world and even if we want to believe in them it's really hard to share that um, that belief with with other people we have to choose really carefully because it's just so taboo to believe in supernatural things and um, yeah so this Parsha is um, and there's, there is some laughter here. This Parsha is called Vayera, um, which means it, is, it was revealed or seen or, or shown or yeah, saw. Uh, it comes from the ver- verb to see. So we're going to be talking about angels and seeing. Um, that's kind of our theme for today. Anyway, so I was listening to This American Life. I I think it was on This American Life um, from NPR. And I heard this great story of a woman who was driving her mother, maybe it wasn't this American, it had to be another one, anyway, was driving her mother to the hospital for her cancer treatment. And her father was in the car with them. And as usual, the woman was using her GPS. But this time, it took her by a route that it had never taken her before way out and around Queens, they're in New York City, and they couldn't understand it. And her father said to her, has has the GPS ever taken you this way before? And she's like, no, never. And then suddenly her father and mother start recognizing streets and they turn a corner. And then suddenly they're right in front of this old Italian bakery, they're Italian. Um, and this old Italian bakery where they used to go years ago their f- parents have been married since they were 60 They've been together since they were 16 years old. So it's been a very long time and oh, there's they're like this really Bonded couple. They're the kind of couple that used to play you know, they would play music together and sing together and Um, just spontaneously and the woman telling the story says like this is the household I grew up with I thought this was normal I thought that all parents did this so there was a real sense of love in the household Um, and then uh, so so they see this bakery and and the 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 mother or the father like hey there's this bakery remember we used to get bread here and you know of course there nobody's feeling happy or good and you know but but the woman says you know when you're italian bread makes you feel better always makes you feel, a good loaf of bread always makes you feel better well, i think i would i would argue that that's true of many cultures but anyway <laughs> it was sweet it was a it was a sweet so sweet little thing and the woman says to her father she's like go go like we have time it's okay uh, yeah we we have to get to the hospital but just jump out and get some bread so he does that and they go on their way And they continue, and then the GPS keeps taking them in really strange directions. But they followed it, and along the way, her parents continued to exclaim at places that they'd known, like, oh, remember, hey, that's the place we used to go have breakfast, and oh, that's where we used to go do our grocery shopping, and oh, that's where this and that and the other thing, and and on and on it goes. And it was like they'd been taken on a life review, bringing them back to the joy that they had experienced together over their life together. They didn't know that this would be her mother's last visit to the hospital. But it was, and a week later, she died. This story just sent shivers up and down my spine. It was just so beautiful, it made me want to cry. And, you know, so back to the idea of angels, we scoff at the idea of being led and angels and, um, but you don't have to believe in angels to know that these kinds of things happen to us in real life. And same goes for Torah. We may scoff at the stories um, as being oh, just made-up stories, and they're there to teach us a lesson. Um, But these stories are also asking us to suspend our our perception of reality for a moment and consider the possibilities. This week, there is a reference. There's a lot of reference to sight, and there are lots of angels. As I said before, Vayera means appeared or shown. And guess how it starts? This is how it starts. Abraham is sitting at the ten- at the entrance to his tent, and he's just he's recovering from the circumcision that he performed on himself at the end of the last parsha. And these angels appear out of nowhere, and they're called men. They're called angels. We're not really sure, but um, what they end up doing is they're coming to announce that Sarah, his 90-whatever-year-old wife, will give birth to a boy within a year's time, at, at which time the angels will return. Now, Sarah's listening to this in the background, and she just laughs because of the absurdity of still having, well, she said, am I still to have enjoyment? fun at my age <laughs> um and also finally having the baby boy that she'd given up on having years ago um some of us can relate to that some people know how that feels so um I was thinking this, that the thought of angels appearing to us and announcing miracles feels really absurd to us also, and it makes us laugh all too. And there are other examples later. There's an angel or messenger of God, as they're called in Hebrew, who appears to Hagar in the desert. Sarah sends her, um, now her rival, <laughs> kind of her. This is her, her maid, her slave, who she, if you remember, um, she gave to to Abraham to have a baby with she's like I can't give you a baby you need an heir so go have a baby with her this was apparently a common thing back then it's a long time ago um but this jealousy arises and the first time last week I think I misspoke um Hagar runs away from the mistreatment of her of her mistress and now um she's actually banished to die with her child in the desert Um, and this angel appears to her and it opens her eyes and suddenly there's a well of water that she hadn't seen before. And she was sure that she was going to die and her son was going to die and she puts him, it's very dramatic. She places him far away under a bush where she doesn't have to watch him die. And then suddenly this angel comes along, um, hears his cries. She's crying. but. Here's his cries, which is something that the rabbis also look at and talk about. Um, but we're not going to talk about that here, but, I, but it came to mind. I think it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, so, back to those same messengers who came to announce Sarah's pregnancy are also those who lead Lot, and that's um, uh, Abraham's nephew. They lead Lot and his family to safety when God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Except that Lot's wife looks back to see the destruction and turns into a pillar of salt. That's a really famous story, right? Everybody knows that one. Um, So there are angels there, saving Lot's family. But don't forget about her looking back, his wife looking back. We're going to bring that up again later. So the two daughters that survive all of this with their father, they find themselves alone in a cave with him, hiding, terrified, and imagining that all life on Earth is no more. Everything's been destroyed. That's what they saw. How could they not believe that? This causes them to decide to get their father drunk. And yeah, there's incest here. They impregnate themselves by him. Yuck um and apparently he doesn't remember any of this and so starts the tribes of of the moabites oh you hear the dogs in background yeah there's i'm in the park as usual i try to be it's still warm out so (laughs) um and so when their children are born they have baby boys very convenient um so starts the tribes of the moabites and the ammonites these become Israel's neighbors and frequent enemies, which is also interesting. So I've been listening to a lot of mindfulness meditation. If you know Tara Brock, I love her. She has uh, an amazing uh, podcast, just Tara Brock, just look her up. B-R-A-C-H. Um, that's the name of her podcast. And um, she has over a thousand episodes and I've been listening to her a lot. I listen to her when I'm going to sleep at night and um, she, she puts me to sleep. So if you need something to listen to, I recommend her. She's got a really soothing voice. Um, so in mindfulness meditation, which is something that she teaches, there's a lot of focus on becoming conscious of where we place our focus throughout the day and how that impacts our life. Do we pay attention to the negative, like the aches and pains that we're having or the things that shouldn't be in the world, all the disasters that are happening, the way the world is in so much trouble? Um, Are we paying attention to everything that's going wrong and that we have to fix? Or are we looking at, are we paying attention to the nice things that are happening too? She, and uh, in mindfulness meditation, this is what they talk about like if we're not careful we become frozen in that habit in fact it's it's it is a habit for most of us it's the way we live our lives which is why mindfulness meditation um, exists to make us aware of that so we can become frozen in that habit and I was thought oh frozen in a habit like that was the that was the idea that came to mind and and I thought oh the saltiness of life like Lot's wife who becomes frozen in a in a pillar of salt she becomes a pillar of salt Tara Brach brings up the idea that many of us worry about that if well if we focus only on the positive if we're only looking at the positive and are we looking at the world through rose-colored glasses and does this mean we'll forget what what's wrong or become complacent if we only notice what's what's good and what's right and does that mean that we're not going to do the political work that we need to do or speak up the way we need to? We need to? No, she says, Tarabakh says, no, it just means that we will have the reserve. And she talks about taking time out. She talks about it in terms of taking a, a day a week. Now, in Judaism, we would call that Shabbat, Shabbos, taking a day of rest and really renewing and regenerating ourselves. And with that reserve, we can support others through their trials and tribulations. And we may even have the energy left over for the political work that needs doing to bring healing to the world that we feel so often so overwhelmed by. So I challenge us to suspend our belief system if it's stuck in a pillar of saltiness, if it's stuck in panic and fear of the end of the world, that could very well create a line of progeny that becomes negative energy, like Lot's like, uh, daughters' children. That, like, what, what, was, what was that born out of? That was born, their children were born out of fear, that incest, that what they ended up doing was born out of a fear of the destruction of the world and a fear of not, of not surviving. And boy, did they make a mistake. Right? I mean, it, the, there was plenty of life still left on Earth. And we're in that same situation. If we focus only on the destruction, only on the negative stuff, and we don't enjoy and take time out for ourselves to look at the flowers and to, to receive the sunshine and to rejuvenate ourselves, then we're going to be stuck in that pillar of salt, We can laugh at the idea of invisible messengers ever present to help us, but I want to challenge us to let our laughter be out of joy for the guidance we may be receiving, opening our eyes to see the possibilities of the future. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in next week. Or go back and listen to old podcasts, and please, again, though these... Podcasts are given freely. I um, Any kind of monetary support would be greatly appreciated. You can go to my website, linegtamid.us, L-N-E-G-D-I-T-A-M-I-D.us, and make a contribution. Thank you so much, and please do explore my other offerings on my website. See you next week. I hope you have a great week. Good Shabbos. Bye.